Hey, Brian and Bob back with you here. Hour number two will begin in just a few minutes, but we wanted to make you aware of this exciting announcement from the Folds of Honor. Their scholarship applications are now open. February 1st was the date. So for students wishing to apply, this is your opportunity. Awards are given for private education tuition and tutoring for children in grades K through 12, as well as higher education tuition assistance for spouses and dependents of fallen or disabled service members. This is their basic um, motto and goal. This is what it was a fa- what it was all about. The Folds of Honor was founded by Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, a PGA member and an F-16 fighter pilot currently stationed at Elgin Air Force Base in Florida as a member of the 301st Fighter Squadron who served three combat tours in Iran. Dan is the only ever fighter pilot slash PGA professional. He played golf collegiately at Kansas and is a two-time motivational speaker for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Since its inception, in 2007, Folds of Honor has awarded over 29,000 life-changing scholarships, totaling over $145 million. It's unbelievable. Among the scholarship recipients, 41% are minorities. A couple of other stats, 91% of every dollar raised goes to the scholarship program, earning a four-star rating on Charity Navigator. To apply for a Folds of Honor scholarship, visit Folds of Honor. Dot org. That's foldsofhonor.org. And right now, again, they're accepting applications there at foldsofhonor.org. Bob, I know you've had a chance to be in, to see these guys and listen to these guys and talk to them. It's pretty cool what they're doing. One of the great things about the PGA Tour and professional golf is they always give back. Everybody has their own charity. Everybody provides scholarships to certain extents. But I'll tell you what, this is a great one for those kids of disabled people and those that have lost their lives. Check it out at foldsofhonor.org. Hour number two, the back nine coming up. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at zionsbank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through 
through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at hoopsvision.com. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby casbyrealestate.com that's bob at k-a-s-b-y realestate.com Ever wonder how the Salt Lake Bees baseball field looks so good? The award-winning Bees grounds crew turned to Mountainland Supply for their turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? Well, when you need irrigation products for your lawn that you can trust, Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe, parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Tee it up at Uinta Golf and find your right fit. At Uinta Golf, they take customer service to a whole new level. Not only do they fit for clubs, they take pride in servicing customers throughout the entire store. They'll help you find the right shoes, bags, gloves, balls, apparel, and more. You'll find name brand equipment at guaranteed lowest prices every day. So buy it, try it. They know you'll like it because Uinta Golf helped you find the right equipment. Visit Uinta Golf and get custom fit today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals, so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle. Make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for taking us along. And don't forget, you can uh, check us out on Twitter. At Real Golf is where you can find us. Real Golf Radio on other social channels. And uh, check us out on Sirius XM. If you're clicking around the dials, we're on Sirius 217, XM 203, and online 967 every Saturday morning at, uh, you know, 10 a.m., uh, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern. So uh, check that out, yeah. and we appreciate you being on board. Hey, we got a great hour number two for you. We had a conversation with Derek Fox, uh, one of our uh, premier fitters here in Utah, a great golf instructor as well about this distance finding. 
We're going to have Thomas Pagel from the USGA. He's going to spend quite a bit of time with us going through what this actually means. He's the Senior Managing Director of Governance for the United States Golf Association. And then we're going to welcome in the caddy to wrap it all up and get his take, see what he knows, and uh, and then kind of move on from there. But uh, So we'll get into all of that. We've talked about Patrick Reed. We talked about the embedded ball. If you missed it, hit it up on Twitter. We'll post everything there or wherever your favorite podcast is found. This week, though, Phoenix Open is being played. Some great names at the top of the leaderboard. Some surprising ones a little bit, too. And great to have some fans back out there. Not exactly the boisterous, greatest party on grass that they like to promote year in, year out. But at least it's better than not having anybody there at all. 5,000 plus out there. And a little bit quiet, but still great to have some fans around. Well, you still get to hear some of the roars and stuff like that as as it's going on, and especially around that 16th hole, that par three. Instead of having two levels, it's only one. But uh, Xander Shoffley, uh, 12 under par birdied the final hole. He shot one under par in the second round on on his first nine holes and then came back um, in 30 on his second nine holes, so he shot 64. But he's at 12 under par. Steve Stricker, how about that? Wow. Steve Stricker Ryder Cup captain. is at 11 under par. He and Keegan Bradley were leading for the majority of the, the second round. And then you have uh, Scotty Scheffler and uh, Hugh Lee at 10 under par. Yeah, so, nobody cares. Um, Sorry. But, you got, yeah, no, you, I mean, in the short <laughs> time we have, uh, you got to mention Brooks Kepka yep. there at 8 under par. And yep. Jordan Spieth, Bob, Jordan it's, Spieth. it's been a long time since we've seen Jordan Spieth. And yep. Brooks Kepka is coming off three straight missed cuts for the first time in his career. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he finishes up, but he got things going uh, in the second round as well. Justin Thomas also at uh, minus seven. So uh, pretty good leaderboard yep. shaping up for the weekend there in Phoenix. And then, of course, uh, Super Bowl weekend as well. So I'm sure we'll have some nice Super Bowl fireworks, especially with that leaderboard. Man, I'm loving Steve Stricker in there yep. as well. All right, we'll take a short break. Uh, coming up next, Thomas Pagel from the USGA right here on Real Golf Radio. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core you need unique 3d x-ray that's why one tour ball is more centered than another and it might not be who you think chrome soft This ball really does change everything. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. 
built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle. Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada unlike anything you've experienced before. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. Uh, A good conversation, somewhat complicated for sure, is uh, around... You know what to do with with distance in the game of golf, and of course you've you know you got the camp that's PGA Tour, you got the camp that talks about the amateurs and those that are struggling in the game, and we're trying to grow the game, and so that that all of those things come to play, and we've been talking about that really to give us the the inside information. We're really really grateful for a good friend of ours who is the senior director, senior managing director of governance for the United States Golf Association, and uh, formerly spent some time here in Utah with us. Thomas Pagel, kind enough to be with us. Hey, Thomas, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Yeah, doing good. Boy, it's been, uh, it's been a week for you. It seems like, uh, and, and by the way, you're always gracious with your time during these uh, discussions as they come up. I know you get a lot of requests, so thank you. Um, I guess just kind of sum up uh, your week and, and, and a little bit of the, the feelings and feedback that you've got as you've made these announcements. Yeah, well, and first of all, thanks for having me. It's always fun to come on with you guys and, and have these conversations. Um, yeah, so this week uh, was built, really building on uh, a report that we released last February, right? So the Distance Insights Report, which you know the three of us have talked about, which was the most mm-hmm. comprehensive study on, on distance in the game. USGA and RNA, we went back, you know, a hundred years, uh, looked at the trends of increased hitting distance, looked at the trends of, of, uh, increased course lengthening, and then tried to choreograph with data sort of what future, uh, 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 projections could look like both from a golf course side, a hitting side, but also frankly, from an environmental side, from a land usage side, from a resource consumption side. And as you step back and you look at the data, you really see a confluence of these things coming to a head. Uh, and a recognition that this cycle that we've experienced over the last hundred years of every generation of golfer hitting it further, uh, golf courses continuing to lengthen where they can and where they can't perhaps become compromised, we just started to see a real challenge facing the game. And so last February, we came out with a distance report. We said there's a problem. Not that the game's in a bad spot. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is we think that there's a problem if this cycle continues into the future. Uh, and in February of last year, we said we're, we're going to issue what we call an area of interest notice at some point which kicks off the equipment rulemaking process where we, we share with the manufacturers, here are the areas we're interested in researching. Uh, 
Uh, and we were going to do that in March of, of 2020. And in particular, I think we we're going to release it the Tuesday after the Players' Championship. And, and I think you both can recall what happened the Thursday evening of the Players' Championship where the PGA Tour shut down. I mean, I was down there and I got a phone call from, uh, uh, from the PGA Tour staff saying, we're shutting it down, get home as fast as you can. Well, the entire golf world followed closely thereafter. And so we put yeah. rightfully put the pause on releasing the research topics, wanted to make sure that the manufacturers had time to focus on the challenges that were in front of all of us. Uh, we worked, you know, and frankly, we needed that time too, as we worked with the PGA of America, golf course superintendents, all these others around how can golf courses get COVID ready? How can we help lobby governments to open golf courses back up, which we think can be played in a socially distanced and responsible manner. And so everybody's efforts were focused on that. Uh, golf had a, a great year, right? Last year, participation's up 15%. Uh, manufacturers still experiencing some supply chain issues, but generally speaking, they had a good year. As we looked into the future, we said, okay, right now, February 21, it's time to pick up the distance report again. It's time to dust that off. It's time to issue our area of, uh, 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 our area of interest. So we want to share those research topics and really, again, kick the process back off working with manufacturers, working with the golf community on what solutions might be in the future to help end this cycle of increased distance. So tell us what the, the three main, um, I guess, proposed changes to manufacturers are right now and what you're focusing on. Sure. And so, so we actually, we issued two sets of documents to the manufacturing community and then shared them more publicly this week. Uh, the first is the area of interest, which are those long-term solutions around distance, right? If there's, if there's a way for us to stop the cycle from an equipment standpoint, it will come out of the research that'll be done this year in the area of interest. Second to that, we, we sent out what we call a notice uh, of proposed changes to the manufacturers, which were really three areas that are, are more of our standard, uh, day-to-day business, um, uh, more so than the distance insights. And the three proposed changes that are imminent or that are put out, um, to, to, to happen more sooner would be two of them around testing standards, right? So you have uh, what we call uh, the overall distance standard where we measure the distance golf balls fly and bounce under certain launch conditions. Uh, we're suggesting or we're proposing that each golf ball actually be measured against its optimal distance. Uh, and I'm not an engineer, right? I have uh, a great engineers that work on our team that could explain this way better than I, I can. But if you were to measure a golf ball under standard conditions, there, there's R&D that's taking place within those golf balls. They're actually being optimized to where they can be launched at a different angle or a different spin rate to actually go beyond the testing standard. And so all we're trying to do is recognize the capabilities of manufacturers, of the manufacturing community, and, and really begin to test each golf ball from its optimized ang- launch angle and optimized spin rate. Um, again, a lot of technical stuff that goes into that, but the manufacturers and, and our engineers are able to work through it. The, the second one is a reduction in tolerance for what we call CP. Uh, and that's the CP is the measure of trampoline effect, right? It's, it's how long a golf ball is impacting a club face. Uh, the rule is 200 and, uh, 239 microseconds, but historically there's been a tolerance of 18 microseconds on top of that, which is a bit of a historical carryover from an old test. So uh, if you have the 18 microseconds, that means that that golf club is conforming if the, if the trampoline effect is measured between 239 and 257. Well, what we're seeing is our, our testing capabilities have gotten better. Manufacturing capabilities have gotten better. And that 18 microsecond tolerance isn't necessary. We can actually take it down to six um, and, and, and sort of still be well within our standards. And so those are 
really inside the beltway changes that we'll, we'll work on with the manufacturing community, they're going to have uh, limited to no impact on the reduction of distance. That's why I say they're more about um, day-to-day standards. And then the last proposed change that we came out with is a uh, suggestion for model local rule to limit shaft length from 48 inches to 46 inches. Uh, this is an area we've looked at since at least 2014. We actually went through the full equipment rulemaking process back then and had a proposed change in 2018 to limit as a rule, limit shaft length to 46. However, knowing that we we're getting ready to undertake this comprehensive study with distance insights, we put the pause on that change and said, let's, let's go through the study. Let's go through the report and we'll pick up shaft length at some point in the future. Well, you know, we think the time is right now to pick it back up. Uh, and so we put that out there as a proposal and offered 30 days uh, of comment for uh, the golf community to come back uh, and share, share how they feel about the, that proposed change. So that, that one um, could be the most visible of the three proposals and certainly could take effect uh, the soonest of the three proposals. So I think Thomas Pagel, the USGA joining us here, I think you gave that context. So this is not the Bryson rule. This is something you've been looking at for long before Bryson decided, hey, let's try a, a 48-inch driver, huh? This was, uh, you know, we were looking at this before uh, before Bryson won the U.S. Amateur Olympia field. So this is something that's been in the work for a while. But look, as players have, have continued to experiment, uh, this is an area that, um, again, if you let it go on, uh, future change becomes that much harder, right? And so as an organization, we want to try and be a bit more proactive here. We think that the time is right now to suggest the change. And, and again, we'll have 30 days of comment where we're going to talk to manufacturers, we're going to talk to players, we're going to talk to the tours to better understand their views around what this model local rule might look like. And then from there, we'll talk about when and how to best implement it. Thomas, I think I can speak for all of the golf industry uh, by saying we'll, we'll negotiate. If we can get relief out of the divot in the middle of the fairway. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It didn't take you long. I mean, usually it's the end of the conversation before you go there. You know, so, it, that that rears its ugly head every time, doesn't it? It's, it's, uh, he, yeah, it's like clockwork. <laughs> uh, all right, Thomas, hang on. we got to take a short break. I want to continue this conversation. So much more to get into with Thomas Pagel from the USGA Next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. 
This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoopsvision.com Vision.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state of the art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Continuing now our conversation with Thomas Pagel from the USGA around this distance study. And what you're basically saying is that uh, the game is not in a bad condition now. The trajectory um, is causing concerns from a pace of play standpoint, from a resource standpoint, from, uh, you know, uh, obviously the the limiting the the golf courses and, and what, what they have to offer. And we want to be able to maintain the game there. But, but when you start talking local rules, it, it it's brings up the word bifurcation, which is such a fun word mm-hmm. to say. Uh, and and I, I guess there's this idea in golf that it's cool that we play the same club, same courses, same conditions, and we can measure ourselves against, you know, from an amateur level to the, the top level, you know, and we can theoretically do that all the way back through history. But if you are really paying attention, you know, you're not exactly playing the same stuff Bobby Jones was playing, you know, and things of that, even Jack Nicholas, right? I mean, you're not playing the same stuff he was playing. So um, I, I've never been fully against the whole bifurcation thing. Do you see that happening where, again, to Rory's comments, saying that this is a, a, a narrow-minded look at a, the 0.001% of all of golfers, do you see this as, as more of an issue around the competitive game, or do you see this kind of going also into the amateur and, and the rest of the 99% of us? Yeah, I mean, look, there, I think there are a couple of questions to unpack there. The, fir- the first is we, we see this as an issue that impacts everyone, right? Uh, the, the data shows that uh, even if you only have a small subset of players that play the back tees at your course, uh, 
as golf as, as hitting distance increases, golf courses are lengthening. Right, even golf courses that host major events, uh, whether it's a prestige factor or whether they're they're trying to cater to the small number of golfers that might play those back tees, there's a cost to it, right? And that cost gets passed all, passed along to all of us as, as golfers, and so we do see this as an issue that that faces everyone, uh, and, and we think it's important. That said, uh, you know, a, a lot of the conversation this week has focused on the recreational game and don't don't take you know the club out of my bag, don't take yards out of my bag. We said last year when we released the distance report, we have no uh, intent at this time or, or really at any point in the future to have a substantial decrease across the game. So, you know, the recreational golf community should should sort of take solace that this is not, you know, as somebody said, coming for your guns. This is not about coming for your guns, right? This is, we know you enjoy the game. We know that you want to continue to try and, and hit it further. And, and we, we want to support that. So this is not about taking yards off the recreational game. That said, there could be some yardage, but it's going to be minimal. Uh, at the same point, this is also not just about the elite game. Uh, and so it, it becomes complicated to your question about bifurcation. Look, we continue to believe that a single set of rules is one of the great attributes uh, that golf has. It's the only sport where, uh, regardless of what level you play on, you can play the same courses under the same rules with the same equipment. Uh, and it really does tie us together. And you think of like the world handicap system and how that further bond, you know, binds the golf community together. Uh, and what two sets of rules could do, um, because at what point, you know, are, should the rules be applied? Is it only at the tour level? Is it at the state amateur level? Is it at the high school level? Uh, do players need to start having two sets of clubs? I mean, it can get complicated pretty quick. So we, we still think that a single set of rules is an important attribute to the game. Uh, you brought up, Brian, Lo- you know, the, the concept of a model local rule. We don't see that as bifurcation. Um, you know, we have model local rules. Frankly, model local rules have been in effect since the first set of rules came out in 1744. That first set of those, those 13 original rules were written for one golf course for one tournament. Essentially, they were 13 local rules. And then as golf continued to sort of gain popularity, every golf course was, was writing their own set of local rules. And it wasn't until, you know, sorry for the history lesson, but it wasn't until 1899 that the RNA stepped in and had a single set. And in 1952, we joined the RNA for, for a worldwide single set of codes. That said, you have 35,000 golf courses around the world. Uh, we've talked about this. They're, they're all different, right? We don't, we're not like uh, another sport where the venues are all the same. And so you need model local rules to adapt to uh, and provide options and flexibility for committees at the, at the local level for things that might impact their golfers or their golf course. Equipment has long been included within model local rules, right? Today you have, a model local rule for, uh, uh, you know, if you're going to play a club or driver, it must uh, it must be on what we call a conforming driver list. You know, the, yeah. t- the tours, elite level competitions use that. That's not in play at, at the club level. Same thing with golf balls or the one ball condition or the groove rule. Uh, and so all we're saying around ex- exploration of a model local rule is as we look at this research, at what potential levers could be uh, pulled to reduce distance from an equipment standpoint, if we look at some of those levers and we say, you know what, that's not something that we think is appropriate across the game. I mean, and that would actually take too much distance off the recreational game, but perhaps it's an option that some committees might want for a, a tournament or tours might want for the future. Well, let's consider the availability of those options as we move forward. So, so Thomas, one of the things that you've talked about um, in those, those three um, aspects is that is the golf ball. Um, and it's not just, it's not just a blanket reduction of 10, 20, or 30% on the golf ball. It's not, it's not, in other words, it's not that easy. 
Um, what what are some of the things that you're looking at with the golf ball? Because face it, if if we've got the set of parameters, um, those engineers and whatever are going to push that envelope and they're going to figure out ways to continue yep. on with the game as we've always seen it. Yeah, and that, so look, that last point you made is is, is an important one, right? The, you're, you're absolutely right. The R&D staff, the manufacturers, they're brilliant individuals. They're, they're very smart, and so they're going to take the parameters you give them, and they're going to be innovative within those parameters. And, 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 and we get that, and we support that. And that's why as we go into this process and we look at the research, it's important we work with the manufacturing community because we want to make sure that any decision we make we're, we're making in a fully informed state. So we understand what the workarounds might be. We understand if we do X and their response is Y, what, what does that actually achieve for us, right? Because if you say, you know, by changing these specifications, we think it can reduce, you know, the golf ball by 8%, not suggesting that out there. Like we, we haven't even got to the point of looking at solutions, but you have to be realistic that the R&D staff is going to counter some of that. So the actual outcome might only be 5%. And those are the types of things we have to work through and look at uh, you're right. It's not, I mean, you look at, you look at the golf ball in particular. I mean, you can look at things such as spin with the golf ball. You can look at the mass and density, the size of the golf ball. There are a lot of different attributes that, that you could, uh, uh, a lot of variables that can be adjusted that would impact, uh, the flight of a golf ball. And so those are, those are just all the different levers within the golf ball we can look at. And you had clubs on top of that. And there's just, uh, as you can imagine, our, our staff, is going to be really busy this year as we undertake some of these projects. Thomas, before we let you go, I just wanted to, to step back in time just a little bit. I think it was 2003, four time frame. Uh, I remember we were at TaylorMade for a product launch and this whole idea of COR uh, was introduced. I, I Again, not being an, an engineer, I didn't understand what that was, but this coefficient yeah, we of restitution. Dick Ruggie. That's right. Dick it was Dick, Dick Ruggie. Yeah. And so he, he explained this and this, there was a limit place. This is essentially, as I understood it, the trampoline effect. So the, the CT yeah. now, I, I guess I wasn't exactly sure what that, how that related, but in putting those parameters on with the COR and limiting it to 460 CCs in size, I felt like at the time that was 2003, four, correct me if I'm wrong, but it felt like that was a point in time where, okay, we're putting a limit on this. And I remember thinking, okay, this is as big as a driver's going to get. And this is basically as, as hot as a driver's going to be able to be. And yet it feels like, um, that, that it continues to find more ways to, to gain distance. Can you kind of speak to what that was and what you've seen in trends since that point in time? Yeah, I mean, and, and look, and you also have to look at moment of inertia when it comes to a golf a golf club as well, right? And that's the flexibility of the face. So, how 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 does your ball react from a per off center hit? And so you have, you know, trampoline effect, moment of inertia, volume, mass, center of gravity. Like those are the primary attributes with the driver face that you're looking at. Um, but you're absolutely right. In two thousand two three, we came out with a joint statement of principles where essentially said, you know, we we have rules in place. Here are the parameters in place. If we see substantial increases in the future, uh, then we'll be prepared to act from an equipment standpoint. Uh, we're not really reacting to that statement today as much as we're trying to look into the future. Um, and, 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 and so um, I guess another way to answer the question is you, it's not just equipment, right? There are three primary variables when it comes to, if you think about it in simple terms, when it comes to distance, you have the equipment, you have the player, and you have setup. The equipment is, is one variable we control. It, when you look at the player, right, it's athleticism, which has only increased and, frankly, mm -hmm. to be in awe of. Uh, yes. With the player, I think you can put in there 
uh, the, the availability of data, right? These guys train really hard and there's track mans and there's other systems in place that, you know, 20 years ago were not. Mm. And so these guys now have all this information available to make their swing as efficient and as repeatable as possible. Uh, and then you have course setup, which as a governing body, we can't control course setup, uh, whether that be, you know, at the recreational level or, or the tour level. And so you have these levers, the only lever that we can, uh, influence and control is, is around equipment. So athleticism is not going to stop, nor would we ever want to try and regulate or stop that. Right. I think that that's something that as we strive to, to all be better, we, we need to, again, be in awe of and support golf course setup, right? What, what does the future look like? I mean, if, if water becomes even more and more scarce, golf courses are potentially going to become more and more firm. And so there are just all these things we have to look at, uh, as, as again, we, we try and, at the end of the day, this is about leaving the game in as healthy of a spot as, as possible as we pass it along to future, future generations. And so we're just trying to solve and put the puzzle together to make sure that we're doing our part so that can happen. Thomas, we appreciate you taking some time really well explained. For those who are listening and have more questions or want to dive into this, what, what do you recommend? What are the best resources? Yeah, I mean, if they go to, to our website at usga.org, we do have a distance insights library and, and that library or, or webpage, I should say that webpage has a library that includes the distance report. It actually includes a summary document, which is not a hundred plus pages. It's more like I think 10 or 12 if they just want a, a quick synopsis of it. But then behind the distance report, there are 56 uh, uh, additional reports that go into depth. So as we talk about resource constraints or cost of labor or cost to uh, 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 renovate or build new golf courses, we have, uh, you know, pages and pages of data and charts to support that. So folks can go as deep as they want. Um, it, again, it's an important topic that uh, affects all of us. So I encourage people to check out the materials and, and begin to, uh, you know, learn a little bit more. Um, and again, keep the conversation going. Well, we appreciate your generous time. And I know it's been a busy week. So thank you for that. And uh, we'll be anxious to see how this all unfolds. I imagine we'll have more, uh, what, come later 2021? Uh, or is this not maybe a year from now before we'll hear some summary results? So at the end of 21 is when we're going to sort of close off our research period. And, and at that point, we will uh, circle back with our partners at the RNA and really dive into the research and the data that's produced out of that research. So I suspect, you know, this time next year, we'll, we'll probably be having uh, uh, another conversation about further proposed changes. Um, again, the, everything is, is uh, it's a long-term process. Our process is intentionally deliberate and it's served us well. So this is not about changing something overnight. There's no silver bullet here. It's taken us you know, decades to get here and it's going to take us some time to, to make change as well. You know, yeah, makes sense. Well, thank you so yep. much. Best of luck of the rest of the way. And uh, we didn't even get to talk about embedded ball rules, so we'll have to do that another time. But uh, that, that was tons of fun. So, <laughs> Guys, I appreciate you having me. really do. You got it. Thomas Pagels, a Senior Managing Director of Governance for the USGA, joining us right here. We'll take a short break. More Real Golf Radio next. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago. 
because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob with you. Uh, Really good discussion. Thanks to Thomas Pagel from the United States Golf Association for spending some time and visiting with us here on Real Golf Radio. It's a complicated discussion, as we've talked about all morning. But uh, you know who can take things that are really complicated and simplify them down so that it's easy for us to understand? What the, what the heck is going on? Well, it's easy. It's America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yep, every caddy is tasked with trying to take the complicated and make it simple. So we can make a decision and move on. So let's see if we can enact that wisdom and sage advice. Caddy, uh, pretty interesting stuff. Before we get fully into the USGA and their distance discussion, we've got to talk embedded ball rule. I mean, what, what were you thinking when you saw all that going on last week at the Farmers? Well, I had the volume up 
when I saw it real time. And I just kind of watched and uh, didn't think much of it. It just looked like taking a drop, you know, checking whatever. And I didn't think much of it. And then I kind of turned the volume on and I heard Nick Faldo <clears throat> seeming to have a little bit of a problem with what just happened. So, yeah, I didn't study it too closely. Um, I thought that uh, Patrick Reed kind of followed the letter of the law more or less um, in, in, in what he did. I'm not sure that you have to I – mean, for, for, for what I – my understanding is you can – you can just say, hey, I think my ball's plugged. I'm going to check it. Everybody in the group goes, okay. And you check it and, you know, there you go. And and so I don't – you heard speculation about things like, oh, he palmed the ball or he did this or that and um, that that kind of stuff. Um, well, look, the, the reality is getting away from the letter of the law and all that. Patrick Reed's going to come under scrutiny probably for the rest of his career because he's Patrick Reed. Yes. And, uh, you know, you can say he brought it on himself. You can say whatever you want, but that is what's going to happen in the court of public opinion. And that is what happened. So I would say, do what, did I see anything that I'd say was, you know, against the rules or this or that that he did? I didn't, I didn't see anything. Um, so, yeah, and then, of course, Rory comes out and sounds like he has the same situation and everybody's kind of going, oh, you know. But then we hear about the marshal on the foot. Yeah. And stepping, stepping on the ball, the ball. and so yeah. that that, change, that changes a lot of stuff because the ball was probably, you know, severely buried in there. So, anyway, um, we could go on and on about this. Is it physically possible for a ball to bounce and embed? Sure, Absolutely. Um, you can say, is it likely or unlikely, given those conditions, that that happened? Well, figure that one out for yourself. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we were just basically, I, I think he did the right thing, um, followed the procedures. People like to say, oh, he pressed down on the ball, or he palmed the ball to clean it, or yada, yada, yada. Well, if you can show that, I, I didn't really see it, evidence of that myself. Yeah, but uh, the palming you did. I mean, you saw him. Pal- By the way, Bob, we've been doing this show what twenty two years, mm-hmm. and I played basketball for longer than that. <clears throat> and I heard of palming the ball in basketball. This is the first time I've heard the term palming the ball in golf. In golf, yeah. Has any, have, is this new? Did we just make that up, or is that a thing? If you can palm it in the NBA, why can't you palm it in golf? <laughs> so anyway, that's a whole other story. But uh, no, 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 he did. Yeah, okay, palming the ball. I, I, I have kind of one look. Maybe I haven't studied it as close as I could. But, Bob, as you know, when anybody picks up a ball yeah. in a situation where you're not allowed to clean it, you pick it up like it's radioactive with two fingers and a thumb, and you're holding your fingers out and, or one you know, finger like you're holding thumb. your index finger in your thumb, or, yeah. or right, or one, yeah. I mean, one or two or three or whatever, whatever it takes. And but you're, yeah, you're clearly kind of like displaying it and really making yeah. it obvious that I'm not egregiously cleaning my ball. But um, look, uh, because the ball was embedded and ruled embedded, kind of a moot point whether he 
cleaned it or not before that. I mean, you could argue the ethics on that, but I don't think there's anything that says if you cleaned the ball before you were supposed to, and later it was okay to clean it, you're now deemed, you know, I don't, that, that would be a Thomas Pagel question. I, maybe that's a decision. I don't know. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I think, I think this is a case that cuts to the chase on it. It's a case of somebody who probably did the right procedures, but because of his past history, he's guilty until proven innocent beyond any doubt. So, you know, it's interesting. It, it's interesting. You know, we know the rules of the game. The rules of golf are, are, are there to be fair and equitable to everybody in the field to, um, to, I guess, police the field, so to speak. And, and the game's a gentleman's game where we impose the rules and live by the rules as they are, as they are set. Now you think of it in that frame, but my dad always told me, you know what? The rules are there to police the game. Yes, but they're also there to help you in case of certain situations. And you can take advantage of the rules to help you in certain situations, get a better drop, um, whatever it is. So it's, it's kind of a two edged sword that you can, you, you can penalize somebody with them, but they're there to help you as well. It's like taking a drop from a sprinkler head when your ball's buried in the rough, a foot off the fringe. And now all of a sudden you're putting just because right. you got lucky right. on the circumstance. Yeah. Well, look, uh, embedded balls and embedded ball. I mean, it is what it is. We don't play embedded balls. We take relief from them, et cetera. And when Brad Fable, I think it was Brad Fable was the official who went there and kind of felt around and said, oh, I I can feel the lip of uh, the embedded area. Um, So, yeah, at that point in time, um, it's all good to go. And then people can always argue, oh, he, you know, he pressed down on the ball to make it appear embedded and yada, yada, yada. But all that stuff's speculation. Absolutely. So and, a, and to your point of a, being a gentleman's game, if, if you're ex- expected as a gentleman to uh, police yourself, then you're yes. also expected as a gentleman to take the guy's word on it. Now, yes. I'm not going to defend Patrick Reed. I'm not a necessarily a fan of Patrick Reed. I think he has made his bed and he's going to have to sleep in it for his career. But in this in this point, anything that is discussed is over reputation and optics. And if you're saying it's anything but legal then you're just speculating, like you said. And so, uh, again, far be it for me to come out and defend Patrick Reed. He can deal with his own thing. But uh, for the people that are completely outright, what should he do, disqualify himself? I mean, he went out and won the golf tournament by five shots, and I don't, I don't even think you could point to that as being uh, a factor, in, which, is really irregard, which is really regardless of the whole thing. Anyway, yes, Bob, I and know you want to say. And, and the whole thing is he's got a clean bill of health at least three or four times on TV from the head rules official from the PGA Tour. Do I believe that there was something weird there? Well, it does leave it open to speculation by the way he went about it. I'll give you that. But other than that, you know, to me, it's an embedded ball rule and you move on. My wife's like, golf is so nerdy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, you know, we do kind of make a whole lot of, uh, you know, out about something. Now, Caddy, in the time we have left, I wanted to get your take on this distance initiative discussion from the USGA uh, I, I don't know how much you've looked into it or read or heard, but it's essentially they're they're reacting a little bit to Bryson. They're gonna they want to put the maximum length of the golf clubs from 48 inches to 46 inches. They want to increase their testing method or update the testing method for golf balls, change the testing tolerance, do some of those types of things. Uh, and and there's, spring effect in drivers in the face. And and there's some talk about maybe. Um, 
make some bifurcation potentially, or a local rule should it be for, I would guess, for the PGA Tour. What's your thoughts on, on what you've heard so far? I think anytime you can introduce the word bifurcation into the discussion, it needs to be addressed. No question. Meaning? I like the bifurcation. Just that you like well, to say no, no, it? I'm just try, trying to make a joke. You know, you, how, When's the last time you heard the word bifurcation used? I know it's not a common word in the caddy yard. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, um, no, but 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 uh, can can I can I can I go somewhere else? Because we really need to go somewhere else right now. Really? Yeah, it's when Bob said it's a gentleman's game, and you're. I got to tell a story. Okay. Famous. Famous. Not gonna not gonna mention the name. He's passed away. But everybody, in, you know, everybody on the inside knows who I'm talking about. Famous professional golfer, South Florida, out of Chicago, ended up in South Florida, club pro most of the time, played some senior events. He's playing a tournament. Steve LaMontagne is caddying for him. And Steve told me the story. So he's got the long putter. He's playing at, back then it was the senior tour. Mm-hmm. So he's playing a senior tournament. And he's got, uh, I mean, there's a, there's lots of stories, that, great stories about this guy. But anyway, He's got the long putter and he's, he's taking a drop and he's using the long putter and, and, uh, official comes over and says, Hey, um, you know, we have a gentleman's agreement not to use the, the long putter to take your two club lengths when you're taking relief. And he looks right at the official and he goes, yeah, I know that, but I'm no gentleman and I'm using it. <laughs> I just love that story, but I'm no gentleman. I'm no gentleman. That might be the uh, that might be the title of Patrick Reed's book. Yeah, I'm no gentleman. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Poor Pat. I mean, well. Anyhow, bifurcation. Um, I don't know. Rory, Rory came out and said he's all for. I don't for know it. if I like it. Yeah, I. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like the idea of everybody playing the same game, playing the same gear, playing the same course. I kind of like that idea to, to maintain it, but hey, somebody came up with a great one. Just make the length of the tee a certain height that can't be exceeded. I mean, it already is, but make it shorter. That would really mess things up. Oh yeah, let's, man. Let's 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 regulate tees. Oh my, I love it. No, no, I don't I love mean, it. That's, no, that's dumb. You're talking about everybody's altered their swings to, you know, no. and you've got to tee it up high yeah. to take advantage of all these new physics moves. And I'm not giving yeah, up my brush oh. tee. Don't you start. Well, you don't have to give it up. You just have to cut it. It's a buzz cut instead of a brush cut. <laughs> you know, oh, Caddy, we're at one. It. It's the number one. It's the number one, not number three. Okay? We're, at, we're out of time. Uh, Caddy th- for the number one. <laughs> Brian Taylor. I Brian didn't. Taylor. That's, he's close prop. There ain't no number one in his ass. Number man. one was like that. number one was like eight years ago. It's been a blade. Right, for a long you, time. you you yeah. you've yeah. accepted reality. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, caddy, caddy good stuff, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, this will continue to be a conversation throughout the year. So uh, we uh, we'll have to continue that. But thanks for your candor and insight. Always good to talk with you, pal. Thanks, gentlemen. I got two uh, different flavors of Doritos, so I'm going to bifurcate them tonight <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. And that's how it gets into the caddy yard, just like yes, that. It, We're bifurcating like that. Doritos. Uh, all right, perfect. <laughs> anyway, it's Super Bowl weekend, so why not? All right, in a short break, we'll, we'll wrap things up next. 
Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much to Thomas Pagel from the USGA. Thanks to the caddy and Derek Fox from Impact Golf. If you missed any part of the show, you're going to want to re-rack it. Take a listen. Uh, when you get a chance, you can just join us on our Twitter feed, at Real Golf, and all the segments in the show in its entirety will be posted there as well as your wherever your favorite podcast is found. But it's been a good one. This will continue to be a conversation, Bob, throughout the rest of the year and years to come. USGA uh, has put the time and effort. I don't completely agree with Rory that it was a complete waste of time and money. I think it's something that needs to be looked at. You, you have to take note of the fact that the distance continues to increase and what are the ramifications on all parts of the game. 
what comes of it will be really, I guess, a determining factor as to how worth it it was. Yeah, Thomas Pagel uh, pointed out three things that that determine distance, uh, and he said the only thing they have control over is equipment right now. And so what they're trying to do is figure out what they can do to maybe limit that equipment, put in some uh, local rules, and um, I don't think it's going to affect the regular game for as far as all aspects are concerned with all amateurs. Well, that's the hope. We will wait and see, right? Um, Mike Davis uh, vowing that they're going to make, they're going to do this right. And so uh, let's see yes. how it all shakes out in the coming uh, months and uh, year or so. Um, thanks to uh, Dave Glauser, our producer for Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the weekend. Hey, Phoenix Super Bowl should be a good one.